Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined. I'm sitting a little crooked. In front of me is Vance. Mm-hmm. And Vance is sitting in front of Ranger. How you doing? I'm doing all right. We have two Rangers in the pole barn again. Mm-hmm. We're uh, going to play around with Vance's boat some more. But mm-hmm. before we go too far, hi, Todd. Hi. How you doing, guys? We're doing just fine. Thank you for good, asking. Good. What are you going to be playing with the boat? Are you going to jack it up or... Yeah, we got some roids we're going to be putting in the gas, gas yeah. tank. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I screwed up. <laughs> Do you want to tell everyone what you... Literally, I mean, there's a pun involved in that, but go there ahead. There really is, yeah. <laughs> Actually, well, you, you screwed down. I did. You know, I went I went to, I went to check the steering at Vic, so I drove out to a little Ohio lake, and we drove the boat together. Everything seemed fine, but what in the meantime, what we did was um, lowered the motor off the jack plate. And essentially, uh, we did that in hopes that it would change some of the steering, but it didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I raised it. I wanted to raise it back up. Well, when I got back, I... Uh, you know, I've, I've lifted... I, I've raised the thing so many times. Righty, tidy... Lefty, That's loosey. not what happened. I loosened everything way too much. And <laughs> I was I went to a toolbox and was like jacking around with some tools and stuff and I got back and the motor was like all the way to the ground and essentially was like a kickstand. Oh. So it unscrewed itself? No, I loosened everything up. Okay, and then it went down by itself. And it just- I trimmed it down and it just like dude, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I went to get a different tool. I came back. The thing was a mess. <laughs> it's alive. It was so low that the tools that I had uh, by hand were way uh, too hard for me to get it back up in a safe position. So I uh, put it back on the transom saver, put some nice dents in uh, in the in the, what would that be called? There's like a little protective plate on the transom. Uh, mm-hmm. And my steering went into that, put some good dents in there, and uh, <laughs> I am back here in Andy's because of it. Uh, okay, it's... because I have a ratchet. <clears throat> yeah, I do too, but unfortunately, it's like four <laughs> inches long, and I couldn't fit it in the damn spot. <laughs> <laughs> you must have like a quarter-inch drive oh, ratchet. It's huge. It's huge. It's, it's four huge. inches long. <laughs> I was like, this is what I need. It was... Uh, opposite of what I needed. I just, <laughs> 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 needed one, yeah. It was terrible. Oh, you got kids. Mm. Okay. I'm, I'm just sitting there trying to get the thing up just by Yeah, I was trying to get it up yeah. by hand. I just I couldn't do it. It was like one oh, no, eight. I'm not I'm not mad at you guys. One <laughs> a, a little disappointed. <laughs> it was like one AM. I was like, Oh my god, I've been at this for two hours and I've made the no progress. In like four days, and you're still jacking your mind. Oh my god! Come on now. <laughs> I'm ready. I swear. <laughs> okay. After the night, he got some killer decals inside that boat now. Mm-hmm. Chargers are starting. Come on now. Okay. Start. Okay. I'll get it figured out. <laughs> I got some other stuff we're measuring up. Uh, some rod storage mm-hmm. stuff. Now that's for Todd. He's been on the phone telling me to. Start making yeah. stuff, so... Yes, yes, I have been. We can't just keep whipping Todd or um, Vance over here. No, no it goes no. both ways here. That's yes, right. it does. It goes it both ways. <laughs> <laughs> okay, time to get serious here. Yeah, we're all here. We are, all three of us. So, uh, this show is brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products. FattyZMuskie.com, Facebook... Instagram and Twitter. If you're looking for an eight-inch Raptor, I am not the guy to call right now. Um, after probably Friday, I'm gonna have two. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. I have a dozen right now, but ten are leaving. Yeah. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. pretty much just drop them off the website. That is until I get this next batch done. But then I'll only have two or three colors after that, and I might have Vance guess. Look around the corner. How many are there? Soft tails. Oh, I'd say okay. a, a dozen of each. You know, there's probably 24 total here. I might have six, eight-inch soft tails by the... Th- yeah, know. it's not good. No, it isn't, but we'll uh, we'll get through this. So, 
I'm also down to one down east rod holder, which I can have that <laughs> fixed by Friday. <laughs> That's just a phone call away. So, uh, but I have a ton of ton of our rod holder bases. So if you're out there looking for a uh, a setup for your rod holders, give me a give me a fair shake at this. I'll give you an honest assessment on uh, you know what I think you'd need or be happy with or just get by. A lot of guys starting to experiment with that that seems to be more widely accepted now that you know like wisconsin has opened up trolling to the whole state more people are kind of coming around to it it's the hey i like to eat a sandwich and drive around Mm -hmm. because that's what trolling is Mm -hmm. it's it's like old country buffet in the boat Mm -hmm. that's all you do so um anyways just get in touch with me and uh you don't have to, but I'd, I'd like to discuss some stuff with you, rod holder-wise. And you can also find the baits. You're going to find more baits at Musky Tackle Online. He's going to have a lot more standard colors than I do. At least I think. It's been a while since I've talked to Aaron. And then also uh, Jeff at Team Rhino Outdoors. He has his own exclusive colors of the Raptors. He has sixes, eights, soft tails, and tens. And so does Aaron at Musky Tackle Online. So check those out. Check out those retailers and Hogan's Hut, Stowe, New York, for your fishing license and everything. Baits. Yeah. So, all right. Someone else talk about Muddy Creek. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishandguides.com. Check out our website. We've got a lot of cool pictures on there. We are getting ready to start here. In just a few days, the season is upon us. We're real booked up. We have a few openings that first couple weeks of the season. Vance has a couple. I got one. We had some cancellations. So if you're interested, give us a call. We'll do our best to get you out there and get you on some fish. We're really looking forward to it. We had a lot of fun up there breaking motors in, running the lake, checking out the weeds, and got a good report on the weed killing situation that you're going to do uh you know the permits were issued i guess i get there's still some stuff up in the air but they're going to hold to a i think the 200 feet from shore uh they're they're not going to be allowed to spray beyond that so it's not going to affect anything that we're going to do it might actually help it it probably will we're we as Andy likes to comment. We are way over 200 feet from shore where we fish. <laughs> mm-hmm. There are yeah. some times that you lose sight of shoreline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a little fog or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're not out in the middle of the lake. We're working those weed edges. But that that was real important. That was the biggest thing. I mean, they were looking at treating hundreds and hundreds of acres. Maybe even, it might have even been more than that. I thought I, thought I read uh, somewhere 1,100 yeah, like a thousand acres or something, and it's down to like they're they're going to be allowed to do one hundred and eighty one acres. Basically, they're going to take all those areas that they had highlighted, and they're going to only be able to go out two hundred feet from shore, which will it'll probably open up for some type of in, inside weed edge. It, and, there could be an inside you know. weed edge, and it's it's total. You know, this is just coming from a fisherman. It's total silliness. A lot of these places are talking about treating. Vance can have affirm this that those areas you know if they just wait till the end of june those weeds are gone anyhow Mm -hmm. they 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 die out they're trying to treat that pond weed they're trying to keep that now around the docks yes it's going to help those people getting in and out of their docks but you know to me that's kind of a shame because they're going to be treating the lily pads where all the frogs and critters live you know but uh that's 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 what it's at right now so the efforts put forward by quite a few members of a little club up there may have helped. I don't know, but they were adamant about that 200 feet from shore thing. So now would, would any of that motivation come from the people that are out there water skiing and tubing? Yeah. None, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm the only reason Actually, I'm curious is because for whatever reason, like I try to obey the like no wake laws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it seems like the people that want to be exempt from that are the people pulling skiers tubes and jet skis mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if i'm not i'm not completely sure in new york's rules but it's 100 feet in pennsylvania from a shoreline so if they're going up 200 feet they have a 100 foot 
mm-hmm. window of yes. no weeds. So really, if you're shooting down the middle, you have 50 feet either way, unless you're getting so close to the docks, that's it's dangerous. Well, that's where they like to do their skiing mm-hmm. and jet skiing, and they like to go right past the docks. And I'll tell you, a lot. Of, I don't know how long some of these docks are at Chautauqua, but I'll, I know a lot of them are pushing 100 feet. Absolutely. Plus, because you have to go out that far because it's a natural lake and it just tapers, you know. Uh, I know my campground has like one mile of dock. If you added it end to end, it would be over a mile long. And that's just going out and making a tee. People will drive wherever. They're completely delusional. Yeah, they they have no clue. I mean, why why you would want to ski... I mean, I've, and fall, I've watched and fall into that muck and mire. I, yeah, we, we watch them when we're fishing. They go between us and the docks, and they fall in. And it's like it's it's extremely <laughs> healthy and holistic to have leeches all yeah, over you. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it could be like that old what's that show with John Candy? The old uh, the Great Outdoors where they oh, fall in the God. water and they that. get all the leeches. It could be like that because <laughs> that's where they're that's where they're skiing through solid weeds. I mean. Vance and I look and say, why would you drive your motor in there? And people talk about it like, oh, I blew up my motor. It got sucked into the weeds. And, you know, well, you they're like, I, all, was down, yeah. I was down the river. I'm like, what the hell were you down the river for? <laughs> why would you go down there? There's like 15 miles of open water out here. Why would you be down there tubing with your kids? I don't I don't understand it. But that, Like down the river, a, explain what that is. The, at the end, at yeah, the end of the yeah. south... Uh, the outflow of Chautauqua Lake at the, at the end of the South Basin. It goes into a river there. Um, and people like to burn through there so mm-hmm. fast. We'll, we'll be fishing to, down to there. Describe the, like, the bottom. Are we talking 50 feet of water? We're, we're talking like four or five feet. Yeah, tapers down to four or five feet. Solid weeds for like mm-hmm. a couple of miles. And people just in rip June. in there. I, I think I, I don't think that they understand what's going where oh, they're at. Please tell me because there's stumps and trees and rocks. No, there's no stumps and trees. It's natural, so it's all been cut out. But yeah, you know, my campground is natural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a million tree. years later. So, but, you know, my, my campground is on the north end, like a couple miles up the north end, and the people talk about this at my campground about going down there, getting stuck in the weeds and. Just like I said. uh, What happened to you today? I got my boat stuck. Oh, did you run it on shore? No, I got stuck in the middle of the lake. Well, how did that work? (laughs) You're talking about 27-foot ski boats and stuff, but I was overheating. I was in the weeds, and I was like, where were you? Oh, we were down there, you know. You you know when you, like, pulled out of the dock and took a right? You notice how there was no weeds when you were in 20 feet of water? (laughs) you just do it there that's what i tell them i said what are you doing down there? i mean gen- generally people always think you're out in the middle of the lake it's the deepest part of the lake and people do that in that south basin all the time it's a shallow weed flat you know you'll be in the middle of, i mean up people on chargers will be how deep is it here be like 11 foot and they're like what 11. yeah <laughs> yeah i'll be like there's a, a mile that way and a mile that way we're in the in the middle of the lake you know people all they see is water they mm-hmm. see water and they go down there. There's a couple of gas stations that they can get cheaper gas. There's a little river you can go up in, and which I've been in one time in my entire life. Was it so and incredible was, that you want to do it again? No, I went with this. I went with my neighbors at camp because they took me up there. I have no. Well, what the heck would I go down there for? <laughs> because it's awesome to burn through the weeds. <laughs> it's not <laughs> awesome to burn through those weeds. I mean, you get so far, and you're like, okay, we're done. Can't fish beyond this. But that. Yeah, it's all it's all silliness. Uh, just as Vance said, people that live there they want to go out in the middle and do their donuts and there's or whatever they're doing, skiing and flipping and there's rock piles out there and it's shallow water. You know, they're they live at the wrong end of the lake. Now and, these weeds, they're probably like a foot off the bottom. It's really clear and spaced out really far, correctly. Yeah. And they're like right. They're on, they're on top. Of it, it looks they're like right they're like a, a light footed. The, the the seagulls can walk right across. So it looks it like a yard, a very flat <laughs> yeah. yard that has grass in August, just completely brown yes. on the surface. 
Yep. It's terrible. And they just want to go out in the middle and do this. You know, they don't know the lake at all. They know nothing about the lake. Well, they should uh, know enough that when they leave the dock and turn right, <laughs> turn south, that there's yeah. a lot of cleaner water. Completely Much delusional. Water. And they are. Uh, and those boats get, what, about 20, 28 miles per gallon? Yeah, they're yeah. <laughs> Let, Let's make it even worse. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah. But that's where we're at there. But that's just, I mean, well, we that's good, about good news. There. That's fun. Good news that's, for the fishery. That at good least there's some, the we'll see. some restriction. It, 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 it's going to get fought. I, I'm getting emails. I'm getting numerous emails every day. You know, politics are involved, big money people, taxpayers that have these giant homes. And they, I, to me, it, it, I would like to talk to them, but that's not going to happen. I tell them, you got to learn the lake. What, what are you doing down here? Just take a left and get out of that muck and mire, and you can have all the fun you want. Yeah. Well, this might keep but all they, the ski they, boats and stuff in shallower <laughs> they'll be they they'll be all they over just the don't place. know yeah vance and i were down there wasn't i yeah i was with you that day vance yeah we were we driving were i had the motor to... and we watching it one boat came comes out and he goes right through there i don't even know how he made it there's uh. a big rock pile he goes right through the middle of the markers Vance <laughs> 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 is like look at him look at him he's going right through the middle and we're like yep he's going right through the middle it was the only boat we saw uh, they, 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 they're just driving. They have no clue. <laughs> and the boat gets yeah. all jacked sideways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyhow, give us a call. We know the lake. Vance and I know the lake. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get you stuck in the weeds or stuck in a rock pile. We're just going to It's like the only you, rock pile in the whole lake. Mm. Yes. I mean, it's the safest lake you could ever. I mean, I've been to hundreds of lakes. It is really one of the safest lakes you could navigate. Mm-hmm. Like, right on, you know, red on the right, green when you're going upstream, that, 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 all that stuff. I mean, you have to look for these markers because they're so close to shore. Like, if you went between that marker and the shore, you'd be a total idiot. Delusional. <laughs> like it's, it, yeah. it happens. It's not like Canadian lakes where you're up there and you see a green marker. It's like, ooh, ooh am I going upstream, downstream? I stay to the right or left because sometimes you're miles offshore. Yeah. As you get behind that when you're in bad shape. But this, this lake is so simple to navigate. It's insane. But that's what people are. They just they don't know the lake. We will do our best. We'll get you out, get you on some fish, give us a call. Speaking of Chautauqua Lake, June 23rd, Chautauqua Lake Showdown, hosted by... The Zach Baker and Muskie's Inc. Chapter 69. Um, check it out. It's going to be 35 bucks for non-members, 25 for members of Muskie's Inc. Uh, it's going to be a nice little tournament, one-day event. Uh, big fish pot going on for five bucks. You uh, through that that tournament, you you can keep your three best fish inches wise and. That is how they're going to determine. The measurements, not actual the fish. Yes. Measurements, inches. Uh, and that will win Don't you. Don't keep them. <laughs> that will win you the tournament. So If ch- they're the biggest. Check that out. Unfortunately, we are not going to be fishing in it. We are booked. But uh, we'll see everybody out there. Perfect. Musky Zinc. What do you think, Todd? What do you think, Musky Zinc? Yo, yo, up to on. <laughs> it's a good thing check out your local chapter we got they got them all over the country anywhere you're musky fishing there's going to be probably a chapter in your state uh very important there's been uh lots of stuff our club has done through muskies inc as i've said before you know other clubs have tried to start up and get some power you know, a little bit of leverage to go and talk to the fish commissions, the, you know, your local DCNR. And, uh, I never saw anything happen because of it, but when you're involved with Muskie's Inc, you get, you just have a, you have a bigger voice, you know, it's a national voice, biggest voice we have out there in muskie fishing. So check out your local chapter. If you're into muskie fishing, I think it's really important to get involved. It's a very minimal charge, $45 a year, 
family memberships or whatever, 55, 65. I have a family membership of my daughter and wife. My wife and daughter go out with me a couple times a year, but my daughter Kara has been able to, you know, turn a couple fish in. She goes with me. She gets a nice award every year, and uh, she loves it. They're hanging downstairs with all the stuff I got hanging in my basement, and uh, a lot of fun can be had. The chapters try to do, you know, your your individual chapters can do more with the backing of Muskie Inc., for sure. Yeah, I mean, I just saw a Facebook post, Three Rivers shared a uh, <clears throat> a thread or whatever from the Fish Commission. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And uh, I think it said something to the effect of that uh, they handed a check over for like $4,000 to buy fathead minnows for the baby muskies at yeah. the Linesville Hatchery, which mm-hmm. is the main hatchery for the muskies in Pennsylvania. And yep. that four grand, that's a lot yep. of minnows. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of minnows. And it, it might not be... You know, some people can look at that as like, well, that's not generated by Muskie's Inc., but really it is because the Muskie, our Muskie Inc. chapter, the chapters get as get, can get as involved as they want. Uh, and that's what happened. You know, our chapter does stuff. We do minnow, we do sales, they do raffles, they do things, and uh, that's the way we're able to do it. But it's still a Muskie Inc.-based chapter. It's not The money's not coming from the nationals at Muskie's Inc. It's up to your chapter to take advantage of what you know what being a member of muskies inc and what what that can do to get people involved and local chapters are doing a lot we have a couple of them here in pennsylvania that have done a lot andy talked about that a few times the one out in penn jersey uh they have a huge huge uh, big raffle thing that they do every year and uh it helps it's helped you know we have a local lake here I know a lot of our local lakes, they've made some changes here in Pennsylvania. They're not stocking the numbers everywhere like they used to. They're concentrating on some lakes. And I'll tell you, there's been some major, uh, major changes in the fishery. You know, guys are getting fish uh, by concentrating on some of the lakes, sort of like what Ohio has done. That's more what Pennsylvania is pushing towards now. And it's showing. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, my little local lake here, the one that's the closest one to me, it went from, yeah, there's muskies in here and you occasionally get one, but now it, last couple of years I've been hearing a lot of, you know, up to nine fish days, mm-hmm. and it's, yeah. it's 250 acres. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that's one of our brood stock lakes. That's one that, yeah, and that has brood stock, different regulations. It, it does, and, and the thing is, is that it's not a big lake either. It's like 250 mm-hmm. acres, surface mm-hmm. acres, and it's an unlimited horsepower, which is kind of crazy for its size, but it's more touristy, I guess, in the summer, which I don't know how, why that would be, but, you know, it just, it's a nice little local thing. I think it's more of a, it's location in relationship to the hatcheries is why they're mm-hmm. in a broodstock lake, but yeah. Well, and I... I think a lot of it has to do with it being a natural lake. I mean, if I if I'm correct here, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it's our second largest natural lake. Or is it third? Mm, I'm not sure. I mean, the thing that, that that throws me for a loop on a natural lake is there's a dam. Yeah, there's all but like yeah. the, around here the natural lakes. There's only one natural lake that isn't dammed, and it's no longer getting stocked with muskies. <laughs> Really? What's that sugar sugar lake? No, no, there's two. LaBeouf and Sugar Lake. LaBeouf and Sugar, yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, those those are the two naturals that, that don't have a dam. But mm-hmm. Canadota has a dam. I don't know how much water it's really holding back. I bet you if you let the dam go in Edinburgh, you're gonna drop twelve feet of water right off the top. Mm-hmm. Which is a lot when a lake that's Mm-hmm. Uh, might yeah, be that's forty a in, a, in a good good spot, but you're gonna definitely thirty feet. Mm-hmm. I've never been down that river to see what actually is what happens down by the dam. It's that deep going down that river. Well, well, the dam is that high above the the creek below. That's that's a child, you know, kids fishing only. Yeah. And I took my daughter there trout fishing, and we yeah. saw a muskie there and a bunch yeah. of yeah. trout. But I mean, I bet you that dam's ten, twelve feet tall. Mm-hmm. You let that go, it's probably going to erode all that stuff away anyway. So, yeah. But, uh, you know, then 
you know, Three Rivers just had a tournament down at Palma Tuning, and, and Todd, I mean, you, yeah. can, you can speak with authority what, what it was back in the day to what it is now. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I mean, Palma Tuning is a very famous musky lake. We've talked about that before uh, on a podcast where one of the first videos I ever saw about musky fishing, they talk about Palma Tuning, but you're going back to the 70s, 80s. They got red spot real bad. It died off. I mean, it's a great big lake, 15,000 acres. Uh, they had a tournament up there. And it, it, the, the population's been up, down. You have good days. You have bad days. Yo, yo. Yeah, fishing. It's just, uh, it's just regular fishing. Uh, it's half in Pennsylvania, half in Ohio. So there's What was the typical when, tournament results like from 10 years ago? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times you'd have a tournament with 40, 50 people. There'd be half a dozen fish caught, something like that. And what was not uncommon. Some years I remember us drawing, drawing. I I won a tournament where there was 200 people in, or I got second in a tournament. There was 200 people in. There was two fish turned in. Uh, that could be fishing, but even on a, even on a bad day, that's there's something with the population going on. <laughs> right now yeah i know that last year they didn't have a ton of fish turned in but this year mm-hmm. what what was the results and yeah, round numbers uh, there was 40 40 yeah 40 40 some people 40 some fish caught that's uh, a pretty that's, good average that's very good that's a really good average pimey yeah. was just it was, all, it was, was over freaky. fish for fishermen it, it, yeah. pimey was all freaky over over these uh these winter months in pennsylvania it had the giant shad kill off mm-hmm. um you know and now people are catching a bunch of muskies in there and uh i think it's neat you know yeah and you know something you know like like i i wanted to say like that last year the the, the spring tournament results were you know the fish caught were more on the low side and you know, you could chalk that up to that's fishing, just like this year's results. You could chalk that up as the fishing, but you you can see a trend, kind of. Mm-hmm. You, you don't go from one fish per five, six, eight anglers no. to one fish per angler mm-hmm. on average. You, you just you know you got to kind of say, well, maybe that's a little bit high. It was a great timing the year before. Yes. Maybe conditions were bad, but you can kind of throw that together and say. Hey, one fish per every two anglers, that's really good mm-hmm. if you wanted to throw yep. an average at it. Yeah, and, and we had the, our club had one. I don't participate in them because I'm, I just never have the chance to do it that much anymore. But uh, we had one at Moraine State Park, our local lake, Lake Arthur, uh, last fall. And once again, I don't, I think it was probably the highest numbers they ever had turned in. There was a lot of small fish caught, but that was a lake where they put a little bit of effort into it. You know, the club had a lot to do with that. It got double stocked for a while. We're just going to see what's happened. Instead of putting 3,000 fish in, it's a 3,200-acre lake. They put about 3,000 in every year. I've helped them stock it before. Uh, they took a few years back. They put, they double stocked it. They put like 6,000 in per acre, or just 6,000 per year. They did that for about three years. Well, now's the time that those fish should start showing up. And last year they had a fall tournament. There were some guys that, you know, numerous guys I talked to had multiple fish days, five, six fish days, a lot of small ones, but that's what you want to see, you know? And and this is coming, you know, from a local chapter helping Mm -hmm. local fisheries. And that local chapter is a muskie's ink. It's, it's, it's so, yeah. You know, the, the biggest thing is that you got to kind of step back and take a look. If, if you're putting no effort into your club, I wouldn't really expect anything coming back out of it. Yeah. You know, paying your dues and stuff like that, that's all, you know, that's all well and good. You are helping the greater cause, but these local chapters are, are helping out locally as well. So I'm not it's, saying you got to go out and be president, but... That's right. And it's fun to help. I mean, I had a lot of fun. Our, our, I mean, I can launch on my lake here that I don't even fish. Uh, but I, I can go, I used to fish a lot, <laughs> but I can launch there in like 10 minutes. And it was really fun to go help them stock. I had a guy from the fishing commission jumped into Lund with me and uh, we put a big tank in the boat, filled it up. And I took out these, you know, I took out, and we, we, we dropped 
shotted these fish. Uh, I was, it's a 20 horsepower lake. And I was running my big motor and flying around. It was, it was just a lot of fun. The lake seemed really small all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I was able to cover some water. I was like, "Boy, it used to be a big trip to come down here." But, <laughs> but you know, it's fun to get involved, and the the, the fisheries will take your help. Uh, I don't even know who I was just listening to or talking to. Or uh, actually, our last guest was telling us about people signing up. Yeah, Kevin, to come help. Yeah, Kevin, to come pull nets and stuff. That's a good time if you've never done anything like that. It's as fun as fishing to me. Maybe more fun because I fish all the time, but <laughs> it's fun to come watch them pull nets and help them pull nets. and It's incredible. Yeah, and you I mean, can get involved and do that if you get involved in these clubs. The fisheries will take your help. They need help. <laughs> their money is not. They don't have a huge surplus in their budgets. That's right. Yep. So, lots of ways to get involved. Perfect. Check out your local chapter. Ranger Boats, Vicks Marine. Check them out. Service, Starcraft, Star Welds, and Rangers. Uh, also, St. Croix Rods. Check them out. Best rods on earth. We'll be using them. Okay. Vince, you had a, if you had to choose. Yeah. If you had to choose, um, First cast of the morning, that early worm gets the, early bird gets the worm, right? I guess. Mm -hmm. Or. I thought you were going to go early worm gets the walleye, but. Whatever, yeah. (laughs) First morning cast, you know, bright and early, or do you like that last cast? Are we talking about catching a fish or? Just your chances. Okay, so we're going with your best chances. Yes. Let me get through this. If you had to choose, would you take the first cast of the morning or last cast right at sundown for a chance at a fish? Okay. I'm conflicted here because this whole time I thought you were going a different direction. (laughs) And he threw a curveball at me. All right. I'm going to go with the last cast. At night. Yep. I like the night bite better. Mm-hmm. And normally, I'll be pretty dang tired after an hour and forty-five minutes of casting. So <laughs> I was seeing if that one was going to land in advance. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. For me, it's just I, I like that 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 evening. Things are cooling down. The bugs are starting to come out, and you're just like, I'm going to give it all I got try to end it on on your favorite spot you know this early morning stuff it's all right i don't do good in the morning though i i just i i've done that wake up at three o'clock get to the lake at 4 30 fish for an oh hour and a half god yeah i mean i've, I've not, had to do that with you too well, six by six six okay <laughs> we've caught shit now you're talking about walleye. No, I was talking about muskies. And I stuff know, when but I was, yeah. No, yeah. Well, he's yeah. all about okay, that early the, morning. The, the, okay, the six by six. <laughs> Explain this. <laughs> is that we when we go out on Erie for walleye, we always have this like saying that we need six walleyes in the box by six. So it's always six oh, by God. six. Maybe that's why I don't walleye fish so much. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I'm waking up at like 2.30 to get to the launch before everyone else. Because it is, I only get up that early for one thing, and that's spring turkey hunting. That's it. <sighs> but I'm surprised that you're going evening right now because you're so adamant about that. I know. You know. Nah. That, now that's a curveball. You t- yeah. saying that, Andy? But I normally fish more in the evenings. True. Uh, but you mm-hmm. know, the, I'm sure people have seen on Facebook that Family Guy thing with Peter trying to back up his boat. Mm-hmm. The six by six stems from, see that there's a six lane boat launch at Walnut Creek, mm-hmm. and you'll have six guys doing that, mm-hmm. and then there'll be forty people lined up, all cussing and swearing and phones <laughs> yeah. out filming, mm-hmm. and so if you launch by four a.m., you're normally the within the top five, mm-hmm. and you're not mm-hmm. fighting nobody, and then by the time you get set up, you have an hour to box six fish. Oh yeah, 
strategies there, no doubt. Drive around in the dark and try not to kill yourself. Yeah, it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but anyways, for musky fishing, I, I like the evening, and uh, I've also had very good luck of saying last cast, casting out and getting a fish. Mm-hmm. I've done that more than once. Oh yeah, probably two or three times. Oh yeah. So I like calling it. You know, I'm I'm gonna go with the evening as well. I love the evening bite on on Chautauqua Lake. It's my favorite time to fish, no doubt. Uh, you probably really could pad your st- number stats if if that's what you're you're into. Uh, doing that, there's a lot less traffic on the water. Uh, everything seems to the wind dies down a bit. You can control yourself uh, on the boat a lot better, and you know your casts are a lot more accurate. You can work that bait a lot easier, uh, and that's why I enjoy that. You gonna sing me a poem? Mm-mm. Did I rhyme there? <laughs> no. I kind of got lost. No, uh, you're like what is that? Mm. Like Chubbs from uh, Happy Gilmore. When? <laughs> when you were describing uh, the. Oh, the smell of fresh cut grass. Mm. And uh yeah. he's like easy there, you're gonna sing me, write me a poem or whatever. <laughs> well, that's just how I feel about that. It's my favorite time, there's no doubt. I mean I've seen it. There's times I've gone out and fished the whole damn day and you know, you get a couple fish and then you hit a window in the uh in the evening and all of a sudden, you know. You've caught like you know. You've five, caught that six. gator that got his hand. It's crazy, yeah. Perfect. Evening. Evening. Todd, do you like morning or evening? Yeah, this is probably easiest if you had to choose that I've ever had. One hundred percent evening. Played this game many times. Get up to crack at dawn and go out. And we've caught fish. Absolutely, I've caught fish at daybreak. But the times you stay out to the end of the day. There's absolutely no comparison in my eyes. Just never been able to pull it off, you know. Now, some people are like, I'll be right here at this spot at this time. Kaboom. Yep. Kaboom. You know, I don't know. I like to be dramatic about that stuff, but. It blew me away. Um, <laughs> I never really understood it, you know. I was just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I actually like hated fishing for that aspect. Growing up fishing, okay, I hated uh, fishing early. You know, you're young, you stay up late, you're excited to be away. You know, you're watching TV, maybe one of those old, like crazy VHS tape Disney things. You remember those, like the, what they would put those VHSs in? It was like a padding. Yeah. They were giant. They could almost like double as a pillow, but something like that. You know, you watch that till late and then you got to be up early to go fishing. I got to ask, what were you watching? I don't know. You know, whenever I was allowed. Beauty and the Beast? 101 Dalmatians? A couple times. You know, I mean, we've all seen them. <laughs> don't act like you haven't. Oh my gosh. My kids are on a Lion King kick right now. Yeah. I can sing all the songs. Hell yeah. You know. But I, yeah, I mean, I grew up fishing at night on Chautauqua Lake, so I like the nighttime up there. Evening, evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you satisfied with the answers? Absolutely. We all pick evening. I know. All, all in evening. Hey, that's all right. I'm allowed to agree with you guys once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. All right, so Todd. Yeah. You've been catching some muskies in the new ranger. I have been, and I haven't even been really fishing. I'm still breaking the motors in, but uh, we've had some fun. How many muskies have I, you caught, yeah, Zero. Okay. It's a, yeah. it's, a little, it's a little crazy getting a new boat, you know? Uh, had my other one for a long time, had the one before that a long time, and, you know, you get the new boat, and you're like, oh, my gosh, is it going to have that mojo? This um, one definitely has some mojo. It's sparkly, as we've talked about. At but least it's sparkly. It is sparkly, and the mojo seems to still be there. So yeah, yeah. I'm good We're on happy. trout. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't, you know, I haven't fished much. I really, I really want to get out and 
run a spread uh, before I start the season this week. Run a spread just like a, a musky spread <clears throat> or just any spread? Either or. You know, musky or maybe some walleye, something like that. You know, just see what it's going to be you're like. Doing a, grab I think you're doing a troll, trolling trip the first day in <clears throat> Great. If I remember correctly, I'm trying to just remember off. <clears throat> well, good. I hope they like casting because that's what we're doing. <laughs> I, I don't think that's the same. <laughs> I'm, I hope they like yes. <laughs> I'd really like to troll. Throw this thing for the eight hours. Well, you can do that. You've heard another charter. Yeah, yeah, you've heard you've heard stories like that, right? I mean, people just don't. I mean, I've heard stuff like that all the time, and people are like, "Well, you know, the guide said this, and this is what we were forced to do." It was a bit yeah. awkward, but you might pull that out. Yeah, you know. So, Todd, give us some some of the stories you've got on the on the uh, on the muskies you've caught. Okay, so we didn't really talk about it. So I, I had I went up to Chautauqua, and uh, Vance came up with me on Monday. I did a I was doing the break in on the big motor. We're running the big motor. You got there's thing you got to go through so many RPMs. Ran out around all morning, afternoon got that timing in i was like okay let's put this little new mercury efi down and see how it fires up and unbelievable fired up just like big one turn the key and no choking no pushing the button giving throttle very happy with it but at first you can only go up to so many rpms and i had some walleye gear with me and i timed it so that i was where vance and i catch these catch and see tons of giant walleyes when musky season first comes out. Uh, when we're first allowed to start fishing for muskies, we've, I've never gone down there walleye fishing before, but we see them all the time and catch them. They're just hanging out at the end of these weeds. There's giant walleyes. So put a couple little, I put a little Bagley out, a little cotton cordell lure or something. I don't And uh, probably put them out and I was going like one and a half miles an hour. I probably had him out like five minutes, the first pass through. Got weeds in the one pole. The guy got in, in a little too deep. The weeds were growing higher than I thought. And looked over, I saw the other pole bend back. And I was like, oh, I'm in the weeds. And I I, re- I was reeling the other one. <laughs> I looked back over. I saw the pole pulsating, and I saw some line going out. And this is on a spin pole. And... Hurried up, reeled that in, reeled the one I had in my hand in, set it down, grabbed the rod. And as soon as I picked the rod up, I knew I was like, yeah, this is not a walleye. And uh, got to play around, had a nice fight. Uh, brought it up, got right like a 41-inch muskie. On how many pound test? I think there's 10 on that. That's my. I had my steelhead rod. I had it with the heavier. I have like two spools. One's like six, one's like 10. I had the 10 pound on. And it really did inhale the bait. And we'll put it this way. We'll bring it up again. We brought it up many times. Thank God I had the boga. <clears throat> yeah. Because I brought the fish over. And I sent you guys a video. You could not see the bait, right? <clears throat> Negative. You could not see the bait at all. And uh, got it over, slipped the boat in its mouth, opened it up. I was able to pop that right out with the pliers. I, I didn't even bring it on board. Uh, took I'm, me three minutes, you know, three seconds to get it off. I'm surprised you didn't make it. I would have been clustered. I, I, I would have been, it would have been a mess. Yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't a make a giant story about it, talking about how you battled the fish in for 10 minutes and then it released just fine and you ripped the, the bait through its gills yeah and you put yeah. soda pop on it and it healed right yeah. up yeah if you did post something like that you would get just annihilated because people would be like <clears throat> you played that fish out too long and used yeah. a boga you bastard and take a picture yeah. of your fish finder giving us water temp mm-hmm. oh yeah that too. that's safe I was I was walleye fishing with a spin pole and a no, little three-inch bait. Yes, I was. <laughs> that was, yeah, but, I mean, you were 
you're ready to go you know you're ready that happens a lot you know muskies get hooked on other tackle uh yeah. you're not netting that thing with a walleye net um, I, I didn't have a net i don't even know where the net fits in my boat i've been out a couple times now and i don't even know where i'm gonna put my net right but when you uh do you need one with a saying boat? That it happens all the time and mm-hmm. those people were on you know not ready for that not ready to take hooks out yeah. with a little you know six inch pliers and get the fish in the boat and you know it becomes a disaster you put that bug in the boat and you're just like i'm good ready to go be able to release this thing quick yep now when you use the boga do you open up the jaws or you just start swinging at the fish's head you know oh, I, just, first. I just grab it i just grab and start swinging whatever i can get a hold of <laughs> <laughs> no, no i mean these... it's very simple the fish was going crazy and you know i had it on light tackle did not overplay it i did did what i could till i could you know i was standing there and it was a, my phone was right there. I was like, oh, take a little video, send it to the guy. And the thing barely knew it was hooked. Yeah, it was I mean, until line. until it, like until it saw yeah. the boat, you know, it's just yeah. like whoa, it's just kind of swimming. Yep. Now, now let's talk a little bit about the new boat. Is it is the yep. gunnels closer to the water than the Lund? Yeah, so like it's it's easier. It, I don't feel that way in the boat. Like, I feel like it's the same depth, but I am closer to the water. So the depth inside the boat is very close. However, the boat's sitting a little deeper, you know, or the hull design, whatever. You know, the floor is lower in this ranger than it was in the Lund. I don't know. But I can reach over and and get the fish a lot easier now, for sure. And that's going to help your low back. It's still going to bend over. Yeah. But uh, low back is a problem. And then today, (laughs) we got another video. We did get another video today. You did? Yeah. 31 row soybean planter. Oh, you're talking about the musky. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so today I had to go set up the, I went to my little local lake. We were talking about Brain State Park. I had to go set up my trolling motor. I didn't have any of that stuff ready to go and put a little time on the little 20 horsepower. And, uh, yeah, I went, went back and put some lines out a couple times. I had the opportunity. I would run full speed for a while. I was running short speed, you know, slow speed. And, uh, this game, I haven't even fished that lake in years. There's a couple little areas there that I've always caught fish and went in there and yeah, they're, they were, they were there. We got a few. It was a bluebird day. There was not even a cloud in the sky, but, uh, that was gorgeous. These ones, I was actually musky fishing. I had three poles out and got them both on Wiley. Goldie can't beat Goldie. No shit. Goldie. What, which Goldie, bait? Goldie five and a half jointed. I love it. Goldie, just, I mean, it doesn't matter where I go. I'm com- I get him on Goldie. I'm coming off of this work bender, and I finally want to go out and, you know, fish before the season starts tomorrow. We're just getting crushed with weather. It's supposed to yeah. rain, wind, all that stuff. Everything's supposed to change here after that storm. There's some north winds coming um, that I saw. That's just such a, it's like a fisherman's gripe there, you know. You work all week, you finally get off. The weekend is just crushed with, you know, it's your day to fish and it's just going to suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hear you there. I, I live that life. I'm a mm-hmm. Monday through Friday kind of guy. and The weekend know, warrior. I don't look forward to fishing on the weekends because that's when everyone else is out there. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I'm weird. I start to feel bad if I... Start burning vacation days in the middle for, you know, I got a family at home and all this other stuff. And you're like, you're taking a day off for this. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I'll just go to work. <laughs> it's just easier that way. <laughs> I haven't even started my boat. Yeah. it's It's been pushed off to the side because I need to have that door open. <laughs> I mean, the bay open. For so the I, big 
for the big ranger. Right, for, for the ones that... Yeah. That yeah. constantly it's need things done. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but that's coming to, to an end here because you're going to be gone mm-hmm. for like 45 days straight. Yeah, this should this should be the last time. Oh, God, I hope. I hope oh, nothing, God, I hope. I hope nothing <laughs> happens in, in the middle of the season. Yeah. Andy's on call. We got him a pager, we, one of those 1990 things. Some, it, it, it's a nice thing because Andy's got tools like it's fine when i'm here at my house but we're at camp we have sort of limited access to this stuff yeah, and really you start trying you start trying to do things on your own and then all of a sudden your motor turns into a kickstand that's right <laughs> you start jacking the motor up and down you're gonna have problems i mean <laughs> <laughs> i knew i should have done there'll, that there'll be none of that at camp to talk for let me tell you yeah <laughs> none of that tomfoolery <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> the nice thing about the the Rangers with that, you know, we're talk- going fifty two miles an hour. How fast do you want to go? Fifty three. I was going to say fifty three, like sixty eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> faster. It's the only time I get to do this. You know, tinker around with it. You know, so yeah. as well do it. But we're talking about with the how the Rangers decks are with the uh, you know the the no carpet and. Mm-hmm. My uh, floor in it. You're snapping. Mm-hmm. Trying to Todd and I are trying to, you know, tinker with these things to get them as efficient as we can before we start this season. We're talking about, you know, how other things in in the boats. You know, you you try to get everything into compartments and then keep your floors clean. Um, so we're talking about the bump boards and with how slick and these uh these floors are on the ranges we're, we're talking about just nicks in the bump boards and actually just using the floor as your tape you know your board it's protective you wet it you throw it down you can get a quick measurement if you just have like a 60 yard ruler or whatever uh, you throw it on top there and that'll clean up some space i've lost two bump boards you know just laying around so do uh do you think that musky slime is going to make for better or worse traction? Worse. Okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'll be uh, aware of that with with fish slime and stuff on those on those decks. But. What what helps is if you can roll the fish on carpet, especially sun baked carpet. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. I, I watch those bump board videos where they're very adamant about like dunking it in. They're just like, look, you see, I did it. It's wet as hell. The fish is safe. Mm-hmm. It's, the uh, paranoid world we're in but you know yeah I'm, I'm really thinking about not taking it on these charters uh you'll catch a lot more 50s if no, you leave them at home that's true well yeah yeah I mean, yeah we're not gonna be doing that you know obviously a lot of our smaller fish they do not get measured what's the difference i can guess 37 38 your people have called me on it and We've been really accurate. Uh, but my boat has no carpet. I got that no carpet model, and it, I'm looking at this bump board, and I am have it laying there. I like, what is the difference if I lay it on this bump board or I lay it on the bottom of the boat, which is this slimy fiberglass? And, you know, I have a wash down kit. You just spray it off. That's what I'm going to be doing anyhow. But I don't have to have this bump board riding around, so I don't know. We'll see. We're playing with that. The the uh, cockpit floor of your boat's going to be blue green come August. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, we're only putting the big wood. We're only really bumping those big ones, and we will still accurately measure the fish. But uh, I don't know. I don't, I just don't think I'm even. I mean, I, I get it out for the big ones. That that's it. I don't really play around with the smaller fish. No need to where we're at uh that's a difference for you when we switched up you have that and now now i have some carpet involved it is there's Mm -hmm. going to be an adjustment made there and Mm -hmm. people are going to have to watch getting on the boat and i know a a lot of people saw the videos of people slipping on my boat uh yeah it'll get you 
Mine was vinyl. People thought it was carpet still. They would jump on it. There's many times I caught people, picked them back up. I, I remember yeah. there was a famous one you scraped up off the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, those. I, I would mm-hmm. say, and just in fishing with you and my friend Nick, some other people at vinyl, you know, obviously probably carpet is for sure the least slippery. Mm-hmm. But I would say this, this this deck that we have in the, on the bottom of your boat, mine's on the casting deck, front and back. I would say that it is less slippery than that vinyl. Yeah, there, yeah, there's some. It's getting in and out. I mean, this, this, grip, this boat I have is exactly like any of the big boats you go on in the ocean or anything. You know, it's got the same the same grip. Uh, it's slipperier than the carpet. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to watch. But, uh, so we'll see you, you fished for how long today? Well, I was up there for five hours. I probably had messed around the troll motor. I probably had, I probably fished for like three and a half hours, three and a half hours, caught two fish. I got two on a lake that was notoriously difficult. Mm-hmm. That you had just talked about did some differences mm-hmm. in stocking. Were there was there any size of those fish? No, I got one that was like thirty two, or the other one was about thirty six. But I caught them. Mm-hmm. I caught the. Uh, I caught them both in an area. There's a couple like road beds of meat right there, and I mean, I caught one of my first muskies there back in. So that this is something would be neat to talk about and we and we will in the future about Andy brought it up earlier about electronics or what's more important knowledge or following these electronics I caught it I caught one of my first muskies there like in 1977 <laughs> the same place like the lake wasn't even that old then but it's an area where all this stuff comes together and I was like yeah I'm just, I put on, I played around a little bit, and I said, I'm going to get out there and fish a little. Picked up both fish. There's a good chance I had a third one. There are a lot of, like, road beds and stuff come together in this one area. And I had one lure out uh, that I originally, that, that is the first thing that happened to me today. So I was going through, and the rod went off. Back, did a couple pulses. And originally, I thought, that's a fish. And I went back, and it wasn't there. And I thought, well, you know, I could have been digging into that road. I don't know. I, you know, I had a little, maybe I had a little too much line out. I don't know. Uh, I thought it was a fish. It was gone. Then I went back through and I ended up catching two fish within like 50 yards of the area. So after that, it got me thinking, I, I was probably right that that was a fish. I probably wasn't. Usually when you hit the bottom or snag up i think it's pretty obvious to me this one actually sounded like a fish so i could have had a third strike i don't know <laughs> it was the first one but it was fun the need to get i wasn't expecting to catch anything i wasn't even trying to catch anything to be honest i was just trying, just trying to and like fans said i had all the rods and what at one point i had all three rods on one side i was just checking what i'm going to be doing coming up mm-hmm. saturday and uh How'd that down rod go? It went great for me. I do not even need the extension. Okay. Are you going to run no extension, Vance? You want those? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Vance is going extension. Todd is not. Is there any other, as- right now. <laughs> any other aspect of these new boats that have thrown you for a curve? Like being different than what you anticipated? There's still a lot, a lot that we need to figure out. Uh, you know, how it moves with the wind. You know how it drifts, and mm-hmm. definitely a bad weather day. See how it goes. That's what we have to see. That's the mm-hmm. big thing I'm waiting to see. Well, trolling then, in like a, a nice three foot drop and trolling mm-hmm. it and see how it reacts. The autopilot was incredible today. When I first put lines out, I was trying to go, and there was a little bit of a wind. There wasn't any real wind chop but uh at first 
I went to set. I was by myself. I walked over to the other side. I went to set a line, and the boat started turning. I went up and turned. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to turn this on. And then hit that autopilot, got it centered, hit the button, went back. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be such That's a help. going to help immensely. I was way behind the times getting that on my boat for running charters. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... You know, I, I just, not, it was nice. So you had you had wind and it tracked nice. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a lot of wind. There was a little little chop at times, but it it was enough that when I went to set the rod, I was by myself and I went to put a pole out, and you know the boat was turning, and I I wanted to go up and do it like I was doing with the lunge, like turn it back and get it ready. And I was like, I'm going to turn this on. I went down, clicked it on, hit the button. Went back, set it, and I kept it on for like an hour after that. I was just steering with the little knob. It was fun. Awesome. You know, something I've, I've, I've thought of is that, you know, how you can, a lot of the electric steer trolling motors, they, mm-hmm. they have autopilot features. If you were a big-time troller, let's just say on, on a, I'm going to pick on Erie, couldn't you just like take off the motor part and put like a rudder? And because it's it's not required, you know the, the 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 autopilot is not run off of the prop of the trolling motor to actually be spinning. It's going off of a bearing that you're going. So if if you rigged up a rudder on the on the shaft, so there's very little drag on it, you know. Because if let's just say you're musky fishing and you want to do five miles an hour, you really I, to me I don't want to have that big trolling motor head hanging down low causing drag. But you could almost, if you found one, sacrifice it, put a rudder on that shaft, and turn have on the autopilot, turn. and just have it have it steer from the front, and you just keep your motor going straight. You could. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, that, that's not much different than with the way most guys are walleye fishing now. Yeah, a lot of those guys on Erie are using their bow mounts. Mm-hmm. Yes, the bow mounts in the water. Their kicker is in gear and the bow mount is on very low speed but they're still able to steer with that thing because the autopilot right you know that 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 big one in the back is just putting some thrust and you're just letting so i guess it, it yeah it, i mean it's sort of the opposite of what you're saying but it's the same concept all the all that motor is is Putting a little bit of thrust forward, and they're still able to steer with that little. Yeah, and that, that's exactly yeah. what I'm going for. Is yeah, yeah, th- and that's. I guess if you had a setup that was, I don't cast much, but by the way, I'm going to put this bow mount up here, and I'm going to instead mm-hmm. of that big, big trolling motor, you know, electric motor yeah. there, you could yeah. you could yeah. put a fin of some sort that mm-hmm. you could allow it to steer. Because you guys got a really fancy units mm-hmm. that can do all sorts of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to even touch. No. <laughs> yeah, you could do all I these different, a little bit of it. different patterns and whatnot. Uh, clovers, figure eights. Every cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, just, just some things that, you know, some people might just completely not even think of is that if if i'm not sure i'd do it at four and a half miles an hour but if my trolling motor was down at two miles an hour i guess what i'm saying is if my trolling motor can achieve that speed um for the autopilot deal that i've just been talking about i'd have no problem turning on the main motor or kicker motor and pushing Mm -hmm. and using uh the bow mount to steer Mm mm-hmm but if I was doing faster than what that motor could do, I'd be starting to worry if it's going to rip off the bow of my boat. Right. Yeah. So that's my disclaimer. So if anyone out there ruins their stuff, it's not my fault. <laughs> yeah. Get an old motor that's not running. Exactly. Yeah, so we got, we got some other things to, to tinker with with the boats. And we'll be touching base on that once Todd and I are out there fishing every day. and. So, so far, so that. good, man. I mean, I, I'm, I'm totally satisfied. The biggest thing is I want to see some 
waves, which we're going to Chautauqua Saturday, and we'll be there the whole month, and I will guarantee we'll get to see some waves. Mm -hmm. Because you said that it's going to be gale force winds (laughs) every day. Yeah, yeah. We really haven't had any days to go out like that, though. Mm -mm. Vance was running on Erie, dead flat calm. He drove to Canada and back. Mm-hmm. Or the international border. <laughs> and that, so. that, that's the way it's been every time we've gone. It's been calm. So I'm anxious to see that. Hot reports, how the autopilot does. But so far, very pleased. And you got three muskies in it so far. Three muskies. <laughs> Not even. Yeah. So. Shaping it's got up. the mojo. It's ready to go. It's got the mojo. And Vance's has the trout mojo. I'm, I'm going to get one this week. I'm going to get one this week. All right. You guys got anything else to add before? This probably is going to be our last one before opening. Yeah. No. Yep. Everybody, good luck fishing. And and big thanks to Fatty Z Muskie, mm-hmm. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, Vicks Marine Sports Center, Ranger Boats, St. Croix Rods, Best Rods on Earth, muskies inc we went a long time talking about them earlier but yeah. uh be sure to check out your local chapter and just talk about like showdown june 23rd check that out perfect um, so muskies inc muskies pennsylvania is booming right now that has a lot to do well, with, I, with uh with muskies inc yeah and i want to at least say you know todd got those two fish today I saw a lot of fish put up and a lot of people talking about great fishing today. Mm-hmm. There must have been something special coming in the air, but mm-hmm. I was not fishing, so no. I couldn't give a good story. But anyways, till next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Good luck fishing. <laughs>